What is the name of the cult who await the arrival of Zorp the Surveyor? Answer at the end of the episode. Hello, welcome to Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. My name is Brian and I will be your host. This is episode number three, recorded Monday, March 1st, 2021. And today I will be discussing Tweedledee and Tweedledum, the gruesome twosome, the toxic twins, not the Aerosmith guys. You got it. I'm talking about John Relfio and Mona Lisa Saperstein. Before we get into that, if you'd like to email or contact me, you can email me at citizensofpawnee at gmail.com. If you're more of a social media type person, you can find Citizens of Pawnee podcast on Instagram. You can also message me through there if you'd like. Um, I do not have a Twitter page. I never will have one. I don't want to do that. And no Facebook either. So anyway, who cares? So a couple things from last week, or actually one thing I wanted to point out from last week's episode. When I did mention the episode with Leslie finding out from the guy Chris, who was played by Will Arnett, that she could have triplets, it sounded like I said Will Arnett's a scumbag. I didn't mean that. I meant the character of Chris is a scumbag. I'm sure you um, you folks picked that up from context, but just in case there's any confusion there, I have no ill will towards Will Arnett. I do have one email from last week. It says, now that I have your business email, I'm going to give you the business. Well, not now, but in the near future. Sincerely, Elf. And that is, yes, Elf from the planet Melmac. Good day, sir. So that's cool. So I got my first email. Uh, again, if you if you have any questions about the show, if you'd like me to read your question, Feel free to go ahead and send anything you'd like. If you have questions about me or questions about the show or my opinions on things or what my favorite kind of goldfish is, which is the Oranda goldfish. Um, yeah, go ahead and ask those questions. I will, uh, I'll, I'll reply. And if you'd like, I could uh, read it on the air as well. So how is everybody doing this week? It's a little bit nicer out here in Chicago. I'm the last, <clears throat> I say Chicago, but again, I'm in the Chicago suburbs. As I said last week, we were getting hit pretty damn hard by snow. Since then, it's the complete opposite. We're getting, we've been constantly, or sorry, consistently getting about 40 degree weather. So a lot of that snow is finally starting to melt, which is nice. And I have a lot to clean up on my back deck because my wife and I, we love animals. So we've been just kind of throwing bird food and peanuts and stuff out there. And it's actually been really cool watching all the, the little squirrels. And um, my wife actually saw a possum during the day. The other day that was weird because they're usually nocturnal but anyway who cares um i don't know if anyone caught the golden globes last night i didn't so i don't know why i'm talking about this the only reason i bring it up is because amy poehler was a co-host i'm sure she was great she always is the other host was uh tina fey those two work great together so i'll probably check highlights or maybe if i could find a, a rerun of it i'll do that so go ahead and check that out okay uh, looks like that's all I got for uh, starters, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm actually going to start off with Mona Lisa because she doesn't have, I don't have as much on her. She's not as big a character as her twin brother. So here we go. Mona Lisa Saperstein, played by Jenny Slate, born December 12th, 1985, appears in nine episodes now, with the episode breakdown, or when I give the, the number of episodes, keep in mind, this may be off by one or two, because as I've noticed on uh, Wikipedia, IMDb, these things, they kind of have 
if there's, for instance, the final episode of the series before the special was a two part episode. So even if that person only appears like in one episode, they'll still list it as two. So just keep that in mind. Anyway, appears in nine episodes. Her first episode, Bailout and Whore. Whore. That's terrible. Her last episode, One Last Ride. Now, again, I can't really go with a season-by-season breakdown of Mona Lisa or John Ralphio, really, for that matter, because they don't really have story arcs. They are just pop-up characters. They're background characters that just, when they when they come on, on screen, it's just, it's always going to be something great. So what we do know about Mona Lisa, she is a sales associate uh, a sales associate at Rent-A-Swag when we first meet her. Who knows if she's ever had a job before, then I highly doubt it. And who knows why she needs a job now, probably just because her, uh, her dad is tired of her freeloading. As far as family members in the show, obviously she does have a twin brother named John Ralphio, who I will also be discussing in this episode, and her father... Dr. Saperstein, who we don't really get um, any anything on what his first name is. I did see somewhere that it's Lou, but I don't. They don't. They never say it in the show, so who knows? In her first appearance, which is when we find out first of all who she is and that she will be working for Rent a Swag, she basically right off the back offers to sleep with Chris, Ben, Ron, and not Jerry. He's a hard pass. So you just, you kind of get this opinion of her immediately. She's very shady, very kind of skanky. John Ralphio, her brother, introduces her by saying she's the worst person alive. She's a total klepto and nympho and a pyro, which is great because as he is telling them this, she is standing right next to him and basically dancing as he says this because she knows it's true and she also doesn't care. So... Like I said, she works at Rent a Swag. She is very lazy. She has zero work ethic. She's constantly asking to have time off. Notably, she asked Tom if she could leave early to go to a Pitbull concert. And when he tells her that he needs her to stick around, she basically says she'll stay. Well, she says she will start a fire in the bathroom if not. So he lets her go, which is kind of embarrassing for him because, again, Chris, Ron, and Ben are all standing there watching his employee walk all over him. So after talking with his consultants, which those three are, they basically tell him that he needs to fire Mona Lisa because she's just a toxic worker. She doesn't do anything and she will cause problems. So when Tom does threaten to fire her, he actually shows a little backbone and it takes a really weird turn to where she gets very excited being disciplined basically and her and Tom actually uh, sleep together right after that and then They end up starting a little bit of a relationship, which doesn't really go anywhere. And again, it's not really a storyline. It's one of those things that just kind of pops up here and there. And it's like, oh, I guess Tom and Mona Lisa are still dating. They do end up breaking up in season six. And that is after a brief pregnancy scare where Andy found a a pregnancy test at the cabin that they were all at the day before. So they're kind of doing a process of elimination thing. And Mona Lisa was one of the people there. So when Tom asks her, she does say, yes, it's mine. And then obviously she just, nah, just kidding. Uh, It's like actually kind of a, not not, like a non-funny joke actually, because Tom is horrified. And then when Tom says, thank God, John Ralphio immediately says, hey man, that's my sister. 
and then he's just like, I'm just joking. She is the worst. Like she sucks. And you know, everyone has a good laugh about it. So she was mostly a character in seasons five and season six. Season five is where she first appeared, but season six is where she mostly appears. And then she does come in for the final episode, which I said, which was one last ride. And in that episode, we do see, and this is going to kind of talk about John Ralphio as well, which I'll be obviously jumping back and forth with the two of them. But John Ralphio has faked his own death. And we see John Ralphio and Mona Lisa kind of hiding behind a tree, talking about how they will be using the insurance money from his death to open a casino in Tajikistan. I have no idea where that is, but as they say, Tajikistan, and jump up and high five each other. However, they are quickly spotted because they're idiots, and we don't really know what happens from there. All we know is that John Ralphio and Mona Lisa had a big scam in mind, and it looks like it's probably not going to pan out. I have to say the casting for Jenny Slate for the role of Mona Lisa Saperstein is perfect. And basically, if you you just look at her brother, who was introduced first and who was obviously a Uh, a character, a notable character on the show long before she was, you do, when you see his name, John Ralphio, which is more of like an exotic name, and you see that character, it's like, that is perfect. They, they, They just, they, they did a great job with that. And I remember when I was still early on in my rewatch, when I was on season two, the first time they introduced John Ralphio, he, he just stood out so much to me after only seeing him once or twice and the next day at work, I was talking with uh, my buddy Chris, who is uh, was a fan of the show before I was and who had had been caught up at that point. He was another one that kept telling me, yeah, you got to check out this show. If you like The Office, it's great. It's great. So I, I went to him and I said, who's that guy that that Tom hangs out with, that kind of like sneaky guy that that that's just like he seems like a scumbag. And he started laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah John Ralphio. And I started laughing once again when I heard the name John Ralphio because it was one of those, oh, my God, yeah, that's it, that's it, because I was thinking of his name in my head so much. And it's like, I know it's something funny, but I can't remember. And then he goes, have you seen his twin sister yet? And, you know, I was just like, no, I, I, I'm still early on. And I think he told me, too, she comes on later in the ep- or later in the series. And when he told me her name was Mona Lisa, I, I just started laughing out loud. I thought it was just, again, like with the name John Ralphio and then his twist, his twin sister, Mona Lisa, both of the names hyphenated. I, it's just, it's so good. And then when I saw Jenny Slate, who I didn't know that well beforehand, I had seen her in a couple things. She was in an episode of Raising Hope, which is an, a, a, t- a very funny TV show I used to watch. And then she was in the third Elvin and the Chipmunks movie, which I've seen about a billion times with my kids. It's actually not a bad movie called Chipwrecked. She is in that as well and kind of plays like a loose iteration of that Mona Lisa character. Obviously not like the skanky slutty part, but more just the bubbly and, you know, loud. Another thing about these characters, John Ralphio and Mona Lisa, and now please, I don't want anyone to take offense to this. I'm just sharing a little more about them. It is implied that they both, well, I'll get to John Ralphio, but as far as Mona Lisa, it's implied, but it's very likely that she is bisexual. Obviously, she's we see her in a relationship with Tom, and then when the two of them are together, even her basically pointing out any guy she sees and basically just calling him hot and saying she wants to do him. 
until Tom has to kind of tell her, you know, this is, we're in a relationship. You can't talk like that. And then whenever he disciplines her, it makes her horny. So it's kind of odd. Now, the other thing is that there might be a little incest in this family. Now, again, this is heavily implied, but in season six, there is an episode where John Ralphio, Mona Lisa, and Craig are told by Tom that they have to all work together to start uh, basically to help him with the restaurant. And when they come in, Mona Lisa immediately takes her jacket off and starts saying, okay, we're going to have a threesome with my brother, myself, and this rando, to which he doesn't really object either. So who knows what's going on with these guys, with with these twins. Um. So yeah, that that basically, that, that kind of whittles down a little bit of Mo, the character of Mona Lisa. Again, always popping up, hilarious when she's playing off of her brother or when the two of them are playing together and they sing together all the time. It's amazing. My favorite line from Mona Lisa is when, after Tom disciplines her for her terrible work ethic and she says, I'm so horny right now I could crap. I love that, not even so much because of what she said. It's more Tom's reaction, but it works together because Tom just, they show his face and he's like, ugh, super fast. And then she just jumps on top of him and mounts him. My favorite scene with Mona Lisa Saperstein is all the way at the end of season seven where they're trying to find a new mayor for Pawnee and Dr. Saperstein is one of the, the, the people applying for the job. And Mona Lisa comes in because she was waiting in the car, I guess, for her dad. And she tells him right off the bat, someone made me wait too long, so I started his car on fire. So, And Dr. Saperstein is so defeated all the time by his kids because he knows they're idiots and they're pathetic losers, basically. So she, after says this, the part that I love the most is her, money, please, where she just puts her hand out. And that's her saying money, please, but doing it whining as a child, money, please. And Ben tells her, he's like, well, no, we don't, we don't have money for you. This is the job interview. And she just kind of starts to trash the office and she'll, she'll smash like a glass or a plate and then put her hand back out, compose herself and then say, <clears throat> money, please. To which I'm assuming Ben gives her money just to get her out, but we don't see that. As far as shared universe, we actually do see Jenny Slate in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is season two, episode one called Undercover. She plays the character of Bianca. I can't get too much into this. I have seen that episode. I have watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I've only watched it one time. So I don't recall the character, but I'm sure she was great. Now, moving on to the main event, John Ralphio Saperstein played by Ben Schwartz birthday. Obviously it's the same as his sisters. That's December 12th, 1985. His first episode, the setup and his last episode, a parks and rec special, which like I said last week, this was an episode that didn't really tie in with any of the seasons. It was just a special episode. So we will say again, his final episode was actually one last ride, which was the series finale. He appears in 21 episodes. As far as occupations, we know that in season two, he worked at Lady Foot Locker. Or we don't know that for sure because April says, he, he tries to hit on April and she says, don't you work at Lady Foot Locker? And we do see at the beginning of season three that Tom is working at Lady Foot Locker. So there's a good chance John Ralphio got him the job. After that, we don't know much about his 
work life until he becomes the co-creator of Entertainment 720 with Tom. <clears throat> okay. So again, back to his first appearance, which is the setup. This is where Ron is basically, he's got Tom out there looking for an, uh, an assistant for Ron. Now, Tom brings in his buddy, who we haven't seen yet, we haven't been introduced to, and you just see Ben Schwartz come walking in, and he's got this big afro, and it's just right off the bat, it's like, okay, this, this is going to be great, based on the way he comes in and he talks. He does his interview with Ron, and when he is done, he gets up and leaves. Tom asks Ron, how'd he do? This is our guy, right? We're going to hire him, and Ron just leans in and says to Tom, I want to punch you in the face so bad right now, which is just the perfect response to that because you know how Ron is and for him to meet this bubbly guy like John Ralphio and then especially the way John Ralphio composes himself. It's, it's just amazing. John Ralphio, kind of like his sister, cocky, annoying, very ambitious though. Maybe not so much his sister, but John Ralphio actually, he has ideas and he is a scam artist. But, you know, you got to give him points for creativity. He also gets a lot of this from Tom Haverford, who is his best and probably only friend because they're both kind of uh, looking out for themselves and just kind of selfish characters. He is the twin brother of Mona Lisa Saperstein and son of Dr. Saperstein, again, who we don't know who his real name is. Okay. So a couple more things about John Ralphio, just like Tom Haverford, he basically, he thinks he's a baller. Like he thinks he's hot shit, excuse me, and has game, but is, he's mostly disliked by everyone in the town. I mean, you, you see a lot of eye rolling when he's around and people just basically, you know, not taking him seriously because why, why should you? Uh, really, Tom is the only person that he, he gets along with in the town. And uh, actually his dad, which we see in an episode like of them two together, you know. Um, as far as his character, another thing about like his work ethic and whatnot, when Tom is trying to come up with a business plan and John Ralphio is possibly the other partner, Ron actually is not interested in backing them until he finds out that John Ralphio has backed out and Tom will be doing it himself. Then Ron becomes an investor, an investor. So without actually hearing much about the, the, their work idea, he basically just comes to the conclusion right away. As long as this kid's out of it, I'll invest. So that kind of shows you right there the character of Ralphio. He's just anything he's attached to, people don't want it. In 2016, Ben Schwartz and Michael Schur jokingly confirmed a fan theory that John Ralphio's real father is Steve Harrington from Stranger Things, which actually could make sense because Stranger Things does take place in the 80s. So if you've watched that show and you know who Steve Harrington is, played by Joe Carey, I believe that's his name. And there was a lot, once this show got, once Stranger Things started getting popular, Parks and Recreation was long off the air, but people started noticing similarities between how these two look, their hairstyles, everything like that. And there was a lot of funny, you know, it was kind of viral for a little bit on the internet. A lot of pictures of Ben Schwartz and Joe Carey posing together in the same outfits, making the same faces, having their hair the same way. It is, it is kind of uncanny, but um, obviously we have the real father and they said jokingly, so it's most likely not <laughs> true. Most likely it is not true. Okay. 
a little bit about the the character before it came to fruition. Uh, ben Schwartz actually he met with Michael Schur to play a different role, and Schur loved him so much that that's when they just created the character of John Ralphio because with his man- mannerisms and everything, it just came to life watching that character. I couldn't find out who he actually came into audition for, so. And then uh, after a few appearances, John Ralphio, he started to be, be in less episodes because Michael, uh, sorry, Ben Schwartz actually went on to work on a show called Undercovers, which I had never seen. So I can't tell you anything about that, but it was canceled after a season. And that's when he started appearing in the show more often again. So a little bit about what I really, this is all I can give you as far as significant season breakdown things. In season two, a little after he was introduced, this is where Tom is trying to buy a partnership stake in the Snake Hole Lounge. And he's told by the owner that if he could come up with $10,000, he'll get a share. Tom has 4000 I believe, because he needs six. He goes to John Ralphio, who just got um, an inheritance from his grandfather, but the whole thing didn't kick in immediately. So all he could throw in is $5,000. So John Ralphio technically, because we they actually this is this is this whole thing gets a little muddy because they originally go to Donna to get the last thousand dollars to where it looks like she might be interested, and then she meets John Ralphio, and after talking to him for a couple seconds, turns to Tom and says, I hate that guy. So Donna's out. She does end up buying a couple stakes of her own anyway, which we don't have to get into. But then Andy becomes the final person to kick in that $1,000, which to me makes zero sense because Andy has no money. I don't know where he came up with $1,000. And then after after they they buy in with their ten grand, Andy is still kind of sitting at the bar trying to get drinks. And he's saying, oh, oh, I know Tom. But if he owns a little bit of stake there, you would think he would be able to get free drinks being a very, very small but partial owner. So who knows? So that's that's about the extent of John Ralphio's character. Anything significant there, him trying to buy into the Snake Hole Lounge with Tom Haverford. Season three and into season four is where he gets more of a congruent storyline. And this is when Tom Haverford and himself somehow create Entertainment 720, which it's a media conglomerate company. It is also too hard to explain based on Tom when, when they ask him, what is Entertainment 720? And this is basically just a business where they're trying to spend as much money as they possibly can without getting anything done. They buy this gigantic, beautiful airliner, or I think it was like an air an airplane hangar that they turn into their office. And I mean, you go in and I mean, this is like a multi-million dollar operation that's going on where you see a bunch of attractive, younger, you know, like, people working and for for example the receptionist says that she's making a hundred thousand dollars they literally have a petty cash jar that is a clear toilet that they just take the lid off and take the money out of it and they actually print their own money which they for some reason think would work (laughs) and um the, basically, the whole mantra of Entertainment 720 is that they'll go around the world twice for you. It makes no sense. The company fails miserably because they just spend all their money on basically swag 
you know, like just things that they can put product placement on. And then Tom is constantly heading back to the parks office, handing out mouse pads, hockey jerseys, uh, fireplace stokers. I think they're called those things that you pump to get the, you know, that to get the wind in there to get the fireplace going. I don't know what the hell they're called. So it's basically just a failed experiment. In the seven se- season seven finale, like I told you, him and his sister faked their own deaths. And actually, the, the, the last time we see John Ralphio was in the Parks and Recreation spe- special, we find out that obviously the failed death experiment or the, the faking their own death experiment didn't work out. So what we see is that he has now been run over by a Porsche. He did that on purpose. There's almost no doubt about that. And he's got tons of cash, but he has no friends. He's been banned from Cameo for doing his videos naked. And he basically just posts a phone number to call him at. I'm guessing it's a cell phone number because as he says, I'm flushed with cash, but I'm bored and I have nothing else to do. So even with all this cash, nobody wants to have anything to do with this guy because he's just toxic and he sucks. And really to add to that, I mean, John Ralphio really, him and his sister, they have, they don't really have any redeeming qualities about them. Like even throughout the entire series, you don't see them do anything good, like nothing good. John Ralphio at times seems like there's times when him and Tom are talking and he seems like a good friend to Tom perhaps. But for instance, in the episode end of the world, when Tom and Tom and John Ralphio are basically having a party for their failed uh, entertainment 720 project, they each have five grand left, I think they said. And that's a, the whole party doesn't make any sense because they probably spent like closer to like a half mil on this party. But anyway, that's besides the point. So at one point, Lucy, who is Tom's old girlfriend from a previous season, comes up to him and she surprises him. She taps him on the shoulder and he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And she says, oh, John Ralphio invited me. And then she asks if he wants to dance. And John Ralphio is kind of standing there off to the side, you know, just like with a little smile, like a sneaky smile on his face. And Tom tells Lucy, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you out there. Just give me a second. So she walks away and he goes up to John Ralphio and he's like, I can't believe you did that, man. That That's so cool of you. And John Ralphio kind of, he like, I forgot. I think he like touches Tom's arm or something. It's like a really nice moment. And he's like, no, man. He's like, none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you. And then Tom walks away and it cuts back to John Ralphio's talking head. And he's, he just says, he's like, I actually forgot they used to date. I was trying to hit that. So that's why he invited her to the party. Actually, it had nothing to do with Tom. And again, it was a nice swerve because you're like, oh, wow. You know, like John Ralphio actually has like, you know, he's a decent person, but nope. I found a short interview that Ben Schwartz did with NME basically about the possibilities of him reprising the role of John Ralphio in a spinoff series. And basically, here's what he had to say, quote, I remember when the show was ending, some fans said, what about a Saperstein spinoff with Jenny and Henry and Ben? And I was like, oh, and Mike sure brought it up once. And he was like, you can't have too much John Ralphio. Otherwise, he'll get too annoying. Not annoying. There's a certain amount of John Ralphio. That's the perfect amount of John Ralphio. If you extend that, I feel that the audience will start doubting their wishes that we should make a whole 30 minutes of this. 
He also says, I loved that character and I love that writing and cast. Jenny Slade is my sister and Henry Winkler is my dad. I would be hard pressed to ever say no to anything like that. End quote. So I hadn't really heard much about that. And it looks like it was just kind of an offshoot question that maybe someone asked him. However, it did say that there were a lot of fans speculating about that. And then you could maybe do something fun with that. The Joe Carey, Steve Harrington angle there. But, you know, it would have to make sense. And again, as much as people love John Ralphio, I do hear a lot on the Instagram pages, people saying that they love him, but he is, he can get annoying and he can, in, in long doses, large doses, you would probably start hating him kind of how I don't like Tom Haverford in long <coughs> situations like that. But I'll get to Tom in another episode. I don't hate Tom. I just, he's my least favorite. But anyway. Let's move on to a little bit of trivia about the character of John Ralphio Stapperstein. He drives a pre-owned Acura legend. He has a crush on Leslie Nope that she does not reciprocate back in any way, shape, or form. And we find this, there's, there's a couple subtle hints here and there where in the episode, The Fight, which is a great one where April, or I'm sorry, Leslie and Anne get into their first big fight. She's trying to make... I don't know who she's trying to make jealous. Maybe Anne, because Anne's dancing with someone. So she just calls out. She's like, John Ralphio. And he's not even on the, like on screen at the time, but he somehow comes out of nowhere and is immediately in front of her. And she's like, dance on me, dance on me. Love it. So he just starts dancing with her. But in the final episode, one last ride, we do see, this is the last time they talk with each other. When John Ralphio, first he asks Leslie, if she has any socks, he could, he could have and he tells her don't worry it's it's nothing creepy it's just for a fetish i have which to him that's apparently not creepy love that line but as leslie and tom are walking away from their their meeting with john relfio he calls leslie she turns around and he tells her i've always loved you to which she just replies i know and gives him a cute little smile so she's basically telling him stay the hell away from me but she at least gives him that little smile because she knows he's been in love with her the whole time. And after she says, I know, and walks away, he does like a little, he jumps in the air and pumps his fist. Like he's really proud of himself for actually telling her this, which, you know, it's cute. What else we got here? He is the first person in Pawnee to ever have to wear two house arrest, house arrest bracelets. He wears them both on his, uh, on each ankle and the only time we see those, he shows them off to Joan Calamezzo, who actually thinks they're pretty cool, but she's a shady character herself. So, <clears throat> And in the finale, we do find this is actually more of an Easter egg. So when they're showing you the flash forward for Craig's character, Craig and Typhoon have gotten married and they're on their what looks like their honeymoon, maybe but they're on an airplane, but it looks like it's underwater. I know this doesn't make any sense, but they did flash forward. But, you know, like when the show came out, so at this point we had no idea what they were doing. But they are sitting down eating, and you see a bottle of champagne on the little tray next to Craig, I believe it is. But if you zoom in on that, you can see that the champagne is called John Ralphio Champagne. Now, I don't know if this was supposed to maybe imply that he was now like a champagne mogul or he got into that somehow. However, as we did see, like I said, at the end of the Parks and Rec special, clearly he's, if that was one of his business ventures, it, it worked out 
maybe long enough just for him to distribute like a couple bottles or whatever. But so, yeah, that was that was a fun little Easter egg there. Uh, another similar one, and this has to do with the Shured universe. And again, if you're not familiar, I did say this with Mona Lisa, but I should have prefaced it then. This is if the if the actor that I'm talking about had anything to do with any of the other Michael Schur properties, which are Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, and The Good Place. He does not appear in any of those shows. However, this same shampoo, shampoo, this same champagne bottle does appear on an ad on the back of a magazine in the season two finale of The Good Place, where we just see this bottle that says John Ralphio, and it's the champagne again. Again, just another cool Easter egg. And maybe I'll get into it one of these days about the the shared universe, basically, between Parks and Rec and The Good Place. We don't know for sure if this is true. However, there are definitely Easter eggs that point out that this would be the case. My favorite line from John Ralphio is where the first time he meets Andy at the snake hole lounge and Andy's kind of, he's already got a bad impression of him because Andy's trying to get with April. April is jealous of Andy still having feelings for Anne. And so she's using John Ralphio now to make Andy jealous, which is kind of weird. It's one of the only times you actually see Andy serious for a minute and kind of acting like an adult because John Ralphio pulls him in and he keeps, he's, he's annoying. You know, he keeps doing the, Hey, come here, come here, come here. Come here. He, he wants to get real close. And, you know, Andy's just like, he's like, I'm, I'm good, man. I understand it. But he tells him that and this, John Ralphio tells Andy that one time he waited outside of a girl's house for five days because he wanted to drill her. That's what he says. Drill her. And it turns out it was the wrong house, but he still got the second base. Anyway, I just, it's so funny because it's, it's, perfect for John Ralphio that yes, he would actually sit outside of a girl's house for five days. And I just love that. And who knows if anything happened in between then, if he was arrested or if they, you know, the cops were called on him or anything like that. But I just love the whole, yeah, five days. And then it turns out it was the wrong house. My favorite scene with John Ralphio is takes place at the, uh, the accounting firm, uh, tandem and Radamski, I think they're Tilden and Radamski. But anyway, everyone will know this accounting firm because it is the one that Ben has been hired at and then has quit. I think three times it happens in the in the season or throughout the series, and they're always immediately after he starts working there. That's another great inside joke with the show. But Ben, at the end of the the episode, one of the episode ends off with Ben walking with Barney, doing a little tour around the office. Barney's clearly just you know showing him the ropes and whatnot. And it's a real cool camera shot because the camera is walking in front of Barney and John Ralphio. And it's, it's just walking backwards. And this was all taken in one shot and it was so good to where Barney is just asking him, Oh, so, you know, are you good with, uh, I forgot exactly what he says, but he's asking him about the job and, and John Ralphio just told him, oh, no, 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 I lied on the application. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But to him, this is just so natural. He's not doing it like, a, oh, yeah, I, I lied on that, you know, like to try to like maybe see if he could still be in. He just tells the guy straight up, he's like, oh, yeah, I lied on my application. I don't know anything about this. So it's like you just kind of wonder why he's even applying for this job. And as they're walking more, you can see Barney just making these faces like, wait, what? Like, who did I hire? And then you see one of the women from the office come walking up from the office from the accounting firm <laughs> come walking out and 
John Ralphio immediately starts hitting on her. She won't even turn around to look at him. She's basically just given like kind of smart ass responses to his questions. And finally, she asks Barney, is this the guy that's supposed to help me with the spreadsheets? Too easy for John Ralphio. He makes the joke to her about spreading the sheets at his house and how he would rock her world. And then Barney just says, you're fired. And John Ralphio, without skipping a beat, is like, yeah, I figured that much. Do I just go right out this door here? And he just walks right out the same door that he walked in for the interview. It's just amazing. So he does one loop around the office and then just walks right out, already knowing that he was fired and he doesn't put up a fight or anything. It's so good. I couldn't find any lists, like top 10 lists, anything like that, which I want to start doing with all the characters. I did it with Leslie last week. But I couldn't find anything recent for John Ralphio. The most recent list I could find him on was from 2011. So that's kind of insignificant at this point. However, on a very, very, very popular Instagram page called Parks Rec Memes, which I would definitely recommend you check out, whoever runs that page, wink, wink, did um, a bracket, a best of tourney, basically saying who is the best side character on the show. And John Ralphio did win that one. And the funny thing is, there was a follow-up poll from that one, Best Side Characters Part 2, which Barney won. So Barney and John Ralphio just kind of went up against each other for a just, just for the hell of it. John Ralphio ended up winning that one as well. Please subscribe to the show. Send any questions, thoughts, hate mail to citizensofpawnee at gmail.com. Or you can contact me on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast. Next week, I will de- be discussing Chris Traeger. Yes, I will literally be discussing Chris Traeger. Thank you to everyone for listening to Citizens of Pawnee. New episodes drop every Wednesday. My name's Brian, and I'll see you next week. The answer to the trivia question What is the name of the cult? who awaits the arrival of Zorp the Surveyor. They are called the Reasonablists.